Good morning, 639 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. Joining us by phone, we have Wes Moreno. He is the Escambia County Administrator. Uh, Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. As always, it is great to be here. Oh, man, it's good to have you. Good to have you. We've got a meeting today, a lot of stuff on the agenda. i got some catch-up stuff I want to do with you as well from before. Uh, let's see if we can't get through as much of it as we possibly can. First question, the sailfish sign is finally, finally being worked on. When is it going to be done? Absolutely. So we think the first or second week in January we should be lit up and functioning and operating. Uh, I know they're doing some, they've removed the old sign and they're doing some sandblasting and painting and coating. And then we'll be ready to hang the new sign and we'll be back in business there. That's a, a huge thing for us. I can't, I am I, like, I'm still a little bit Charlie Brown with the football, you know, like I don't want to get too excited until I see it fully <laughs> functioning, you know, but uh, man, I am, I am irrationally exuberant because I have never seen that sign personally with my own eyes functioning properly the only thing the only time i've seen it functioning fully is old videos of how it was supposed to be so i'm just right. I am, i'm excited and also a weird note because people in gulf breeze um then you know they're smart they they get a lot of them but sometimes people are like why is escambia county doing this because you know escambia county owns that little slice of land and so that's our sign right you know that's, it's a, right. kind of a weird thing that, that is correct absolutely um, th- this is exactly right. Uh, our little outpost. Um, this to me is a big news story. And I only cause I have to look through the agenda in order to prepare for our interviews. Did I notice this Oakfield Terrace uh, the vicinity, which is basically South of Burgess, North, uh, West of Oakfield, uh, East of Palafox, North of the, um, uh, middle school there. Uh, that area has had massive problems with stormwater and drainage made worse because of the Monarch Place development. And now we're going to do a study on how we can kind of improve all of that for about $845,000. Now that's just the price of the study, right? That's not, that's not actual remediation, right? No, that you're, you're exactly correct. That's the price of the study. And you're right. That there's a lot of historical flooding that has gone on there in that vicinity. And, uh, you know, a lot of the problems is some of the roads are kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Some old antiquated drainage systems or no drainage systems at all. It's a lot of so swales. It's a lot of, it's a lot of it just runs down the side of the road is the solution a lot of, in, in that area. That's right. That's right. So they'll study it, give us some concepts, and then we'll uh, take those concepts, move on to design, and then on to construction. It'll be a, kind of a lengthy process, but it is a process that is, very, very much needed uh, to assess the drainage of stormwater in that area. Like I said, there's a lot of historical flooding there in that area. Do, do you imagine, and I know this is why you do a study, so you may not know, but do you imagine that that's going to move to undergrounded stormwater management, or it's just going to be a cleaned up, refurbished version of the swales we've got right now? No, I would, I would envision uh, underground drainage, maybe it's curb and gutter, new roadways. Uh, probably the addition of some retention ponds, holding ponds. Uh, you know, we'll see what the study shows us, but it's going to be a pretty in-depth study, and you know, we're looking for uh, best best practices as we move forward. You know, the new hundred-year event, yeah. uh, the Land Development Codes standards. So. All of that will be taken into consideration as they bring us some uh, our uh, alternatives. Well, that is, I mean, seriously, that is huge news for the people who live in that area. I bet they didn't even know about it until, you know, it's on the agenda for today. And and just last quick question on this. When we get the study back and it tells us a price tag that's going to be pretty large because stormwater management stuff is not cheap, 
the money for the stormwater solutions, is that going to be general fund money? Is that going to be grant money? Is our hope that we can kind of split it from a bunch of different sources? Um, Any idea at this point how that's going to work? I would say that the main uh, funding source at the moment would be local option sales tax. Oh, but okay. we will also be chasing, chasing, chasing some grant money. There's a lot of grant money out there to be to be chased after, and so we're going to do that, and hopefully we'll be able to reel some of that in as well. No, I, anyway, I think this is huge news. Uh, one of the other things on the agenda today is a hot water line for the new jail, about $31,000 to fix the hot water line. The jail is brand new. How are we paying money to fix something that should have been part of the – is this out of warranty already? This is, this is actually going into the old jail. Oh, and okay. What, actually, the, the work has already been done, actually. Um, it was uh, around Thanksgiving holidays, maybe. Uh, we had a, a pretty significant leak. And so, you know, I, you don't normally authorize work to be done without a purchase order, but I felt like in this particular situation, we didn't really have a choice. We had to provide the hot water to the jail. So yeah. we, I authorized the work. And this is going to be the ratification for the PO of that work. Okay, and it's and it, interestingly, it's above the twenty five thousand. That's the current limit, but it's below the old limit of you know fifty thousand. So you know to understand, as you say, you can't wait. I'm making sure that the jail has hot water. <laughs> so I'm you know I I, yeah, I support the decision yeah. to make that call for sure. And thank you for clarifying that it's the old jail. I was like, what are we doing? Built spending money on anyway. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is the Perdido Key Roundabout where that's at i just haven't driven out there in quite some time i for all i know it could be finished uh where is that project at they are a pretty expedited schedule uh you know what they were talking about coming into spring break of of next uh, next year but then they put out a little bit earlier they put out a, a schedule that showed that they could possibly be finished by the end of this calendar year so I know they're 60%, maybe 70% uh, complete with construction. Okay. Uh, and But yeah, I would envision, if I had to really make a, a guess, I would probably say some, maybe sometime in January, if not by the end of the calendar year. They're really really making great progress. So yeah, that's, that project is really going well for us. I'm trying to just make sure that I'm hearing you right, because I'm hearing a lot of we're ahead of schedule on construction projects. I'm hearing you right. Say that, right? Yeah, uh, well, you had the same you had, <laughs> you had the same question I had. I think, and I think maybe Commissioner Bergash had what? Yeah, really? exactly. How is uh, that? It doesn't, ha- doesn't happen very often, but you know, we've we've had a good run of weather. It's been pretty dry. Uh, we haven't had a lot of weather delays, at least recently, anyway, in the past couple of months. And so that always helps us. Hey, uh, you know, I'll take it. Celebrate it when you get it, for sure. We're talking to Wes Moreno, the uh, Scambia County Administrator. Hang on for just a second, Wes. Let's get candy in here with traffic on the fives. And watching uh, an accident. This is on East Spencerfield and Hamilton Bridge Road. And now there's two accidents, one on East Spencerfield and the other on Hamilton Bridge Road. Uh, it's still a roadblock, and they're directing traffic. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Wes Moreno, the Escambia County Administrator. Uh, we're also going to be putting what about a third of a million dollars three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars into still some repairs from sally at the beulah landfill uh, some things that got flooded and got damaged and eroded and is that right and that's that's money just coming out of the county's pocket or there's insurance to cover this or what it's uh it will come out of our disaster relief fund okay uh, and then we'll be in reimbursed you know as we complete the work submit the documentation we'll be reimbursed by fema we still have uh, quite a few salad repairs going on, most of them to facilities. 
Uh, they were going to be work, doing some roof work at the Ernie Lee McGehay building uh, downtown here starting next week. They've already delivered the materials. We have some roof work going on at a fire station. We just have several facility-type projects that are related to Hurricane Sally still. Uh, it's just a, a slow grind and, you know, doing all the FEMA documentation and all the all the PW sheets that you have to fill out and the assessments have to be done. And it's a little different with facilities than it is roads, but, but they, we are slowly knocking them out. Well, and as you know, you say it just takes time. I mean, you know, two years, but you know, it, these things take time. And I, this is a small thing on the agenda, but it caught my attention only because I'm familiar with the problem, I think. We're going to be paying a waste tire hauling company to dispose of tires for us. But if I'm not mistaken, this is, uh, I think it's 75 grand for three years. And this will include not just the landfill, but like roadside tires, which are, I mean, that's, it's a weirdly huge problem everywhere around the county. It's not just the trash, it's the tires you see all over the place. Is, do I have this right that they're going to start working on cleaning up some of these roadside tires, or am I misunderstanding this? Well, it's a, it's a combination, which we've always cleaned up roadside tires, and, uh, and but it's also when you go get a set of tires on your car, usually if you see your invoice at toward the bottom, there'll be a disposal fee, yeah. 250 per tire or something like that. And so those tires also get uh, deposited there at our at our landfill of solid waste. And then solid waste processes them, and we'd be, uh, contract comes and hauls them off uh, for repurposing and uh so that's kind of how it works. Okay. A few years ago, they used to talk about they used, to, they used to cut the tires up years ago, and we used inmate crews that would bring take the tires, put them on, on a cutter, cut them up, and, and we'd load them all into a dumpster, a roll-off container, and the company would just kind of pick up the container. But, yeah, it's been going on for quite some time. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then uh, one thing I definitely wanted to follow up with you on is um, we had the uh, – uh, broadband proposal that got voted on last last meeting. Uh, you and I hadn't talked since then. I just want to make sure I understand what we're doing because the choice to go with ERAC uh, for about $6 million out of, if I remember correctly, 10 to $12 million that we had set aside for the region that they were going to do, that's still only going to be half of the overall project, though. It's not like they're doing $24 million of work for $6 million, Right. Well, the overall project that that was proposed there is, I think, the overall price tag is twenty three point eight. Uh, what they were looking for from the county in their proposal was a contribution of six million. Um, I, that that solicitation has uh, is under challenge; has been protested right by another proposal, another consultant, and so we're working our way through that. But I think we've got a pretty good path forward. And you'll probably see some more, uh, maybe some additional news coming forward as we as we uh, work through that. But I just, again, I want to make sure I understand. We're the twenty-four million is the EREC proposal to cover that entire footprint, or was the twenty-four million to include all of the stuff like south of I ten and Nine Mile and all of that kind of stuff as well? No, and so no, their proposal gonna, is only for the no, north half. Was, yeah, the north end is this. There's a large area of unserved and underserved uh, residents there in the in the extreme north end and that's what their proposal was it was fiber to the home which is the the initiative right uh, fiber to the home un- unserved and underserved areas there's some uh, additional things that were going to be accomplished as far as some county facilities and such but you know you got to remember that the initiative is fiber to the home and that's what we were 
we were uh, going after, and that's what we're still going to be going after. Okay. All right. I, well, I, I probably still have questions, uh, but you know, we're going to be doing this for a while. So, uh, Wes Moreno, as sure. always, uh, thank you for the time. Great to hear a couple of these projects that are ahead of schedule, and uh, I will take it. And I'm going to be very excited when I can finally see the sailfish sign working properly. Fingers crossed in January. We'll talk to you again soon, sir. Thank you so much for the time. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You